Alrighty, folks, welcome back to another episode of the Uppercut Podcast. I am here with Mikey and Jeff, as always, and we are going to be reviewing the absolute banger UFC Paris fight card. Um, yeah, we're just going to go through and review all the fights. So the first fight, um, pretty honestly, not that interesting, but it, there was a nice, a nice little buzzer beater submission in there. And the only the one of the things that stuck out to me about the first fight, Stephanie Egger versus uh, Aileen Perez, was that you could tell the crowd was an intelligent MMA crowd. They were cheering transitions. Uh, Jeff texted that they were cheering a grappling match. Like we, we from that fight on, we kind of knew that that this was going to be an amazing card. So um, Stephanie Egger ended up pulling out a nice little buzzer beater submission with six seconds left over Eileen Perez. I thought when Perez was striking, um, she was hitting Egger a lot better, but then she would strike a, a little bit and then go straight for takedowns. And Egger's just a better uh, judo player. I, I, it's not weird that they call it that, judo play. You're, you're like a judo player instead of a fighter or whatever. Or um, judoka. Or, yeah. Yeah, they, they say it's like playing. All right, same thing with jujitsu, I think, too. Anyways, um, Egger's just a better uh, judo player and um, was able had better ground game than Perez. So she was just able to, you know, fucking just grapple with her. Uh, did anything significant stand out? in that fight for you guys yeah dude stephanie edgar is a fucking beast dude she is that's her that, was mean, that her second straight submission oh uh, the last girl um i'm last almost girl. positive yeah she didn't fight that long ago but dude she's an absolute dog on the ground i mean i hate how they always every fucking women shoot judo fucking fighter they're always compared to Ronda Rousey, but god damn, dude, she like they always come up like there's one every few years that just always come up and are so dominant. And yeah. here we go. I mean, yeah. there's another girl that's a, I think she just got signed and she's from Russia and they're calling her to Russian Ronda Rousey, another fucking big judo fucking women's fighter. So, old Russia, it's so weird how they just come up out of nowhere all the time, but. Stephanie Egger, she she might be one. Yeah, she looked really, really solid. Uh, and yeah, I mean, Perez, it was her UFC debut. She came in all, all uh, cocky and ready to go. She was like dancing, doing some ballet. Um, she bowed a little bit. She was doing everything. She really controlled the camera coming in. So uh, it was funny to watch Stephanie Egger come in, you know, just mean mugging, looking, looking just unbothered and then just kicked shit out of her so good fight to start off next fight khalid taha versus christian quinones this one ended in a round one uh tko ko um christian quinones got the win i personally thought it was a little bit of a quick one just because i thought i mean he's he was obviously like in a tough position uh khalid threw a, a strike and slipped and then fell and then christian quinones on the way down caught him with just a beautiful uh hit to the head um, that was just pinpoint accurate and he definitely covered up and was, um, just covered up. And I just thought they could have given him like one or two more strikes, but Mikey, I know you thought this was a good stoppage. How come? Uh, I do. Everyone just looks at it from the fucking couch and TV. Like, you know what I mean? Everyone just yeah, looks at it from the couch. So like, Oh yeah, he would have popped right back up. Like the ref's job is to stop further damage. And he was definitely like, I don't know if he was, I mean, he was obviously conscious. I don't know if he was stiffened up from getting hit or he was yeah. just, you know, almost like in shock that he got hit that hard. But he definitely was like hands not in front of his head, got pounded a couple of times. 
and then kind of like quick reacted and threw his hands back in front of his face. Like, dude, so we saw it with Derek Lewis. As soon as you go limp, even if it's for a couple seconds, it's over. You're done. Yeah. Because yeah. then what if not? Like, what if he doesn't put his hands back? No, I, I understand that. I just thought like it was like And you get punches. a fucking Benoit St. Denis fucking fight before this one. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> a good point. But I, I thought um I just thought like they gave him two punches and then they called it. I thought maybe like four, like two more mm-hmm. on top of that. And it could have been because like I, you I'm with you. Like it's obviously a lot easier um to for me sitting on my couch just to be like, oh, yeah, that was a quick stoppage. But even that one, like he didn't I don't think he gave him any leeway to like throw any fight back. And usually they give you the I know you're trying to stop further damage, but if you're worried about damage, you don't step in the ring and then. They also usually there's times where they let you absorb a little bit more to really make sure that you're done. And I just thought that like he got caught with a really good shot. He definitely was stunned for a bit, but I think he only had like two punches before he called it. It maybe even one, but I don't know. It definitely was not a huge deal. He wasn't going to be winning that fight. So I guess one of the problems with it too is uh, every round. Well, shouldn't say every round. Every fight isn't the same. Obviously, you have different refs, but like. Some of them are so obscenely different. Like you watch two yeah. guys batter each other, and then nothing, yeah. and then the next fight, it's like you said, it's a two punch fucking over. Yeah, and I'd rather have like it be a quick one than a long one because there's nothing worse than watching some dude just get fucking forearm shivers to the dome when he's mm-hmm. like fully just not needing to be taking that much damage. Um, Jeff, what were your thoughts on this one? Yeah, once once he took those follow up shots on the ground. I mean, that was all she wrote. He was fucking... He had to call the fight after that. Dude, those follow-up shots were deadly. And, I mean, when the shot that started it is damn near fucking walk-off KO, I mean, you gotta fucking call it. Yeah, fair enough. Next fight, this was one that we highlighted going into it. Benoit Saint-Denis, three weeks before his wedding, he got a massive fucking KO over Gabriel Miranda. Who looks that he looks just like that white dude. Um, what is his name? Eddie something that gets like KO'd all the time with the big mustache. I think he finally retired. But um, Gabriel Miranda got absolutely pieced up by Benoit. Uh, it was a great fight. Uh, 16 seconds into round two. I, Benoit could have finished him at the end of round one as well. But Benoit looked fucking amazing. It was our first French fighter of the night. And holy shit was that place fucking booming. That was a great fight. Great atmosphere. Um, I really enjoyed that. I'm happy that we highlighted him going into it because he's definitely going to be more well-known from that. Um, he's an absolute killer. He's just got, he's like, like I said, he comes from the military background. He's just so tough and he just takes, he just bites down on the mouth guard and throws some absolute haymakers. And he has really nice ground game, but he didn't really use that um, in this fight. He mostly just stood up and, and traded with uh, Gabriel Miranda. So uh, how did you feel about these, about this fight? Yeah, Benoit Saint Denis fucking absolutely slapped the shit out of that fucking Eddie Wyland mustache. That's the guy, Eddie Wyland. Yes. Yep, dude, he fucking beat the shit out of him. I mean, as soon as I saw the mustache, I was like, eh, I don't like this guy. So uh, I was pretty happy, and he got the fucking crowd going, dude. He did. That crowd was fucking nuts. He did. First I... fucking French fighter on the card. It, he like kind of made it like he kind of 
gave an appetizer for the fucking great night that was in store for us. Yeah, I agree with that. And yeah, the hipster mustaches are like oh and two or oh actually they're way more than oh and two. Every time someone comes in with a fucking <laughs> hipster mustache, they get the shit kicked out of them. So uh Mikey, did you enjoy the Benoit Saint Denis fight? Yeah, and that motherfucker is tough as nails. God damn, dude. And he put himself in a good position. I mean, when you look at the lightweight, it's kind of, you know, obviously Islam's got a big name right now, but old-ass El Kakui, Connor. I mean, there's a lot of people that are going to be teetering right around 15 who are going to be moving out soon. And, I mean, he's setting himself up perfectly to get top 15. He wins one or two more. Yeah, he's he's looking real good. Um, And I like what you're what you point out about him getting top 15. I definitely think that's in his future. He's still Tony's a welterweight now. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I yep. forgot. That's, right. Dude, that's just an even, even more reason why that's a dog shit fight for him. I, I don't know <laughs> who the fuck his manager is, but um, yeah, Benoit comes in at 10 and one. So he's still relatively young in his career. And I, I definitely don't think we're seeing the last of him. I think he's going to be making a big splash coming up. All right. And then the next fight, this is where it started to get a little bit boring. Um, I mean, it's still a good fight. We saw our countryman, Michael Figlak, completely eat um, uh, a, a just an absurd spinning elbow. Sorry, I felt like I just took a spinning elbow from from Fig, uh, from Zion. But yeah, he took a spinning elbow to the fucking temple and just he I mean, he was totally out, but he was a, he awakened somehow and and uh, managed to just grab onto whatever he could and kind of hold up. But yeah, this one was, I mean, it was definitely not as interesting as the Benoit fight. It was still a really good fight. Um, a lot of grappling and ground game stuff. And yeah, uh, Ferris Ziam ended up pulling out the unanimous decision. He just looked to be a little bit more polished and faster and just a little bit stronger than um, Mikhail Figlock, who I believe that was his UFC debut. So not a great debut for him. And um one thing I noticed about Figlock was how fucking big his quads were. Did you guys see that shit, Jeff? Yeah, he looked like fucking Saquon Barkley. He did, yeah, dude. He, looked, he had Saquon. He looked like fucking AJ Dillon. Yeah, exactly. But, um, yeah, so what, how did you guys feel about this fight, uh, Jeff? Yeah, I, I want to say, what the fuck is it with hometown fighters throwing fucking spinning bag elbows, dude? Dude, it's Every the excitement. Every fucking hometown fighter throws fucking spinning back elbows. Every fucking fight night, dude, it's ridiculous. It is. I I wish there was a fucking bet via fucking spin. There's got to be somewhere via fucking spinning back elbow, because yeah. dude, you're making your money somewhere. Dude, this one caught him, and I was I'm yeah so surprised that he didn't go out. Um, I thought he was a fucking dunian. Yeah, Mikey, did you think he was done as well? Yeah, and old Mihal's, uh defense looked pretty terrible. Like yeah, I, when I saw that, I looked into the fight that Ziam hit fifty five percent of his significant strikes, and Figlak only hit twenty nine. I mean, it kind of summed up I, the whole performance. Yeah, that's a good. That's a really good point. Yeah, there's not really anything too uh, analytical you can pull from this performance. Just Ziam was a better fighter, just didn't have enough pop to put him fully out, but he damn well tried. Next fight was honestly for the amount that they hyped it up pretty pretty shit i mean it was it was a good like stand-up boxing fight but it was between john mcdessey and nazrat hawk perost and essentially these guys were like former training partners turned enemies or whatever and usually that uh leads to a good fight but 
you could tell these guys just trained so much together that they were very touch and go jabs. Like, um, Mac Desi literally threw nothing with any juice on it until the last round. Like he just was throwing very touching jabs. Um, and yeah, it was just, it was a lot of really high level boxing. So it was, it was definitely interesting from a striking point of view, but it just wasn't as the amount of hype. I, I think it was fair to say like the amount of hype that the commentators were giving it going into it with how much they were saying that these guys disliked each other. It really did not seem to live up to that. Um, Nasrat Hawk Paras was able to pull out the unanimous decision victory. And, um, yeah, at the end they had like a nice little fucking sign of respect or whatever, which I like a lot. So Jeff, were you bored with this fight or did you enjoy it? No, I enjoyed it. Nasrat put on a pretty decent show. I, I fucked with the control grappling and he looked damn good, honestly. Yeah. Um, Mikey. Yeah, one thing I thought was weird, too, is I was, like, when I'm watching him, I'm like, oh, Nazareth's back. But then I'm like, it's kind of fucking weird to say he's back because I didn't realize that he's only 27. Yeah. He's had a lot of fights. I mean, he's – I mean, he has, I think, three losses in the UFC, but five. he's or, won enough know. to oh, – He's got five yeah. losses. I don't know how many in the UFC, though. I mean, he's won enough, though, to hang around, and he still looks good. So, yeah, he's got he the is- world ahead of him. Yeah, he didn't look bad. He just, um, you could tell that these guys trained a lot together. So they were very meticulous on and like trying to pick each other apart a little bit. And um, yeah, it was just a little bit of a, uh, it, it, let's just put it this way. It wasn't as fun as this next fight. Uh, Abbas Magomedov versus our boy Dustin Stoltzfus. Also, do they use a different picture for, for Dustin Stoltzfus in like the fighting stuff? Because he doesn't look anything like his picture. I don't know if it's the same guy. They, the, they, dude, he looks like he's part of the fucking Waffen SS when you just look on Google. Dude, he looks like he's like part, like he's like a fucking Nazi. And he yeah, does he, not look, you're right. He doesn't look like that in real life at all. No, he looks crazy. But anyways, they, he didn't stay around very much. He, he was alive for 19 seconds before catching some Abbas Magomedov dogs in his, in his mouth. And um, he, he ate a vicious up, up kick, which he actually ate. Like he did eat it. And then like literally he, had toes in his mouth and then he somehow stayed awake but it was the uppercut at the end at the at the after that that completely like put him out and then he caught one couple more punches and he just was out 19 seconds into round one um apparently we did not do our homework enough for this magomedov guy apparently he was like the biggest hype train coming in and we didn't realize but he has i believe now that was his eighth first round k finish um he's an absolute dog like uh, like um, like they said on the MMA hour, you got to bet those guys with the last name that ends in Av. You got to take those bets because those guys are absolute killers. Jeff, are going to be taking any Av bets? Yeah, no fucking doubt, dude. These, dude, it's fucking ridiculous. Every week there's another fucking great fucking former Soviet fucking nation fucking <laughs> fighter, dude. It's so it's ridiculous, dude. What the fuck was that? You sent that, sent our boy fucking Stol. That's what Stolfus gets for not putting fucking Lancaster, PA in his fucking thing and yeah. claiming fucking Germany. That's what he gets. You, yeah. you get a fucking dog in your mouth. You get a dog in the mouth. Um, Mikey, do you do you think that uh, Stoltzfus deserved a dog in the mouth for that? Uh, no, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> I wouldn't say all that. But uh, one thing I did take from this, I'm I'm really thinking we're seeing. A second case of Alex Pereira. Like I think 
Maga Madoff is because he's like 32, so they're going to try to force yeah. him into a lot of shit, I think. So I'm having a feeling that he's going to have like one more fight against someone decent. Then they'll probably throw him in against, let's see, who's around Strickland's ranking? Uh, Cannoneer, right? Yeah, maybe like Jared Cannoneer, Palacosta, someone like that, like a send-off fight. Dude, and then I wouldn't be surprised if they give him a title shot. I would not be surprised at all. I think we're wow. watching the same exact thing as Pereira. I'm excited. He He's a great fighter. Uh, Jeff, what do you think about that? I don't know if he has that much. I don't, I don't think he has enough hype because, I mean, Pereira has a two easy fucking wins. So, mm-hmm. like, that – that just that's like a different level of hype because we don't see anyone do that in the UFC except fucking old Polish fucking hammer, but <laughs> no one nah. wants to count that because he went up. But fucking other than that, I, I don't think like he doesn't have any high name fucking wins yet. Yeah, um, yeah, I I don't know enough to even begin to argue about that, but I I definitely think that um. He looked really sharp, and if he can, if he gets one or two more big wins, I can see him, you know, going somewhere because he definitely is. He's just a really good fighter. So this next fight, um, this one was one of my favorite fights on this card, but there was a lot of really good fights, so um, I, it's hard to choose. But I actually made some money off this one. Our boy Nathaniel Wood versus Charles Jordan. We knew this was going to be an absolute just banger fight, and it definitely lived up to the hype, in my opinion. Um, I saw Nathaniel Wood come in as an underdog and I had to take I had to put some money on that especially when because he was taking tra- fighting Charles Jordan and you know that those guys were just going to stand and trade and Nathaniel Wood from his last fight against uh Rosa was just he looked so sharp um striking wise and I love Nathaniel Wood's defense like if you watch him he just is such a good defender he does so many like ducks and swoops and just dodges and then he also i love when fighters use their elbows when they're um at stance to block like block kicks to the body and then he has such a high guard when he's when he's throwing that there was just no punches getting through to his face really he looked so sharp i didn't realize how good his ground game was too he looked amazing on the ground he looked really sharp on striking and yeah he won uh he beat charles jordan versus unanimous decision it was just an awesome fight and i was really happy that nathaniel wood was pulled it out because i'm a huge fan of his now even though i forgot who he was in the, in the beginning um jeff are you a big fan of nathaniel wood yeah nathaniel wood is a fucking animal dude he's someone who needs deserves a fucking hype train now especially at i mean yes he, i mean he kind of he showed the fucking holes in charles jordan bad dude Every fucking crazy ass ridiculous kick that Charles throws. Yeah. He was just fucking dude, he was sweeping the shit out of that back leg every yeah, fucking those trips time. were those trips were awesome. Yeah, dude. He was just he was honestly just fucking destroying every little weakness that Charles Jordan has. I dude, he's a fucking animal, dude. He yeah. just I mean, to be that smart of a fighter to go against someone that unorthodox and fucking just key in on everything like that, dude. I I love me some Nathaniel Wood. Me, you love some Wood. Got it. Um, <laughs> Mikey, how, do you love Wood as well? 
Yes. Hey, yo. Yes, I do. <laughs> he seems to be doing... Dude, this motherfucker is doing everything right. I'll tell you that. Because he's getting in these, like, like the last two fights, too. I mean, I don't even think anyone cares they go to decision. Like, he gets in these long, drawn-out yeah. battles. They're so entertaining to watch. And he clearly looks better in them. And yeah. then, like, he showed up on two big stages, too. Like, this is going to be a huge one because it was in Paris. The last one was, uh, where was Blades and Aspen on that? Another um, two um, arena? Yep. Yeah. I mean, another huge card where he shows, I mean, he's doing everything right. Yeah, he deserved it, too. He's coming off of, but he was injured for, like, what, like, two years. So, um, he's deserving of a nice little run. And I'm, I'm a huge, huge fan of him. I'm, I, I think he... He's something special in this uh, featherweight division, and I can't wait to see where it goes from here. Next fight, another hometown guy, William Gomez versus Jarno Evans. Um, this was a pretty good fight. There was a lot of moments in there that were pretty interesting. William Gomez was able to pull out the unanimous decision win. And yeah, I mean, I, I enjoyed this one a good amount, um, and I like that the hometown guy won. It was just a fun little victory tour. Jeff, did you enjoy this fight? Yeah, I mean, it was decent. I, I don't know. It was a little drawn out for me. I, yeah. After, after the fucking show from the fight before, but it was not that bad. Yeah. Mikey? Uh, I wasn't upset that this one fell victim to me running out to get food. That's a very good point. That's a very, very good point. This was a nice little, uh, you need to take a piss in the middle of the round or something. You could have done that and didn't miss anything mm -hmm. too crazy. Um, Yeah. But next fight, this one was a little bit, I mean, this one was a little bit more interesting. Um, Roman Coppola versus Alessio de Sirocco. Sorry, I butchered that bad. But anyways, um, Coppola looked really sharp. He finally's getting it put together. Um, I said he looked like a Russian Ben Askren. You guys said, he, who, who did he look like? Uh, Chase Hooper. Yeah, Chase Hooperov. That's, That's what, what Gilbert are... Burns said. Yeah, they're calling him Chase Hooperov on uh, Twitter. Um, yeah, and I think that's probably that's a lot closer than what I thought. I, I just think in like 20 years he looked like Ben Askren, but yeah, this guy, um, finally is putting it together a little bit. He he had a lot of um hype coming in, and then he took, I, I believe, two pretty bad losses, but he got a nice KO over Alicio and he looked really sharp. He was just piecing him up. Uh, how'd you guys feel about this fight, Jeff? Yeah, here we go with the fucking offs, dude. Yeah, absolutely, dude. That was ridiculous. He put on a fucking show, dude. Yeah, uh, Mikey. Yeah, and it was weird. Uh, well, it wasn't weird, but I saw Jamal Hill tweet during the fight that like his his uh body kicks were working out for him, and then I checked at the end, he was twelve for twelve on, on those damn. kicks. Like, Jesus Christ, that dude, Elicio's fucking liver had to be screaming by the time yeah. they were done, dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. That is, that's a uh, we're I'm, we're gonna talk about with the tie to a visa fight, but those fucking yeah. body kicks, dude. Oh, those that those are tough to watch. But yeah, good win for Koplov, and then next fight, another awe of one. Um, Nazardine Imava versus our boy Joaquin Buckley. This was a great fight. This was a fucking brawl. Joaquin, um, Joaquin was eating some shots. He was definitely Imavov was hitting him after the bell a couple of times and was being kind of an asshole. Not gonna lie, I kind of wanted him to get his face smashed in by by Joaquin. Unfortunately, that did not happen. Joaquin ended up losing via decision, but it was a great fight. I was hyped for this one. Um, they just were fucking trading and. And uh, Joaquin got pieced up, um, unfortunately. 
Jeff, did you enjoy this fight? Yeah, this was a great fucking, another fucking great long decision battle, dude. They, them two motherfuckers hated each other. They did. And god damn, Imanov is fucking huge. Yeah, like Joaquin is huge too, but Imanov is fucking big. He was, he made Joaquin look tiny. He did. Um, Mikey? Yeah, it's actually funny you just said that because I was going to point out the fact that, yes, he is. He's like six foot three. But one thing I thought was so weird. I'm like, how in the fuck do they keep getting like in these close quarter, like drawn out, just absolute slugfest? And then I'm checking this dude, Nazardine, is six foot three with a 75 inch reach. Buckley is five foot ten with a 76 inch reach. Yeah. What the hell is that? Yeah, dude, he's got some crazy. Wait, Nathaniel Wood, if you check him. He had he's five six and he has hold on like a five he he's five six and he had the same size reach as Charles Jordan, which was pretty like both of those guys just have long yeah, he had a sixty nine inch reach, but he's only five foot six, which is that's those guys those guys have some crazy arms. So yeah, no, um um Joaquin Buckley as well just some crazy arms like that that's why they're in those like drawn out mat, uh, boxing matches like you mentioned um and imovov has long arms it's just joaquin's hard abnormally like nba player length yeah he's he's gonna have trouble going forward because like they're long for well they're like long for a normal person but like yeah. not long like for that division at all yeah i think izzy's is like 80 or something or 81 yeah but izzy's also like six two three like it's just weird it, like yeah. the art the arm lengths are weird you can either like i don't know it's just, it's just crazy um yeah it's definitely an advantage so it's gonna be tough you know um you, you can get more in muay thai clinches and stuff with your shorter arms and mm-hmm. box in that situation but yeah it's just, it just is all about how you use it i guess and uh yeah nazarene he w- looked like a fucking asshole but he he definitely he definitely got a big dub this was a fun fight. The next fight, Robert Whitaker versus Marvin Vittori. I don't know. Um, this was the one I I enjoyed this fight honestly. Like Whitaker looked so sharp, dude. His he he got a lot of nice kicks out. He he pieced up Vittori. He just looked really really sharp. Um, I didn't think Vittori looked that good to be honest. Um, but yeah, I didn't even mind. I didn't even mind that this one went to decision because it was really fun to watch. Like this was a very dominant display by Robert Whitaker. Um, Jeff, did you enjoy this fight? Yeah, this was fucking phenomenal. I love seeing Marvin Vittori get his shit slapped around, dude. <laughs> Robert Whitaker just looked fucking... He looked so fucking good. You yeah. can really see how he he is... Alex Pereira should have fought him, honestly. He might. It's bullshit. He is the gatekeeper. He I should mean, have fought him before fighting Izzy. It's bullshit. Well, if he, he does... He is a clear number one contender. Yeah, but if um if Pereira beats Izzy, I think I think you go he goes Pereira and Whitaker, right? And that would that's so we're still gonna get it, I think. Unless yeah, I mean, do you think that happens or do they give Izzy a rematch? Oh, I didn't think of that. I'm not sure. I think like technically, I think is if, if Izzy loses, that would be like his third time losing to Pereira. Maybe they don't give it to him, but who knows? Jeff, what did you think, Jeff? Yeah, but that was a whole different sport. I mean, I don't know if they got to give Izzy an instant rematch, I think. And then I 
I think Robert's just got to switch weights or something. It It's just getting stale for him. Or I say he has the fucking the gatekeep the gatekeeper fucking belt him versus Colby. <laughs> I want to see that. Yeah. Oh yeah, I I heard some talks about Whitaker versus Colby in the uh, MMA. They hour both hour. don't know what what fucking what weight they're going to fight at. They're both clear number ones in their division, dude. Let's do it. Why not? That'd be fun, Mikey. Do you, and do you if like- only fucking. Colby had the BMF from fucking Jorge like he should have. Yeah. Then, I mean, that could be up for it. True. Uh, Mikey, do you like that fight? Yeah. And he is definitely, I think, the most slept on guy in the UFC. Like, I don't even think it's a debate anymore. Because, like, you always hear certain names getting thrown around. You hardly fucking ever hear his name getting thrown around. Like, unless you're, like, a legitimate UFC fan. You never hear him getting thrown around the pound for pound list. You never hear shit about old Bobby Knuckles. And he can't be fucking stopped. I I checked this morning. He hasn't lost. I mean, besides the Izzy, since 2014. Yeah. Izzy's, like, his one loss in eight years. That is fucking nuts. Same with Vittori, uh, or well, not anymore, but going into this, I'm pretty sure it was his. he had one loss in six years, I think, and it was to Izzy as well. <laughs> Something like that. It's just so weird that, like, you, if you check the pound-for-pound pound list, like, right now, like, Poirier's ahead of him, Holloway's ahead of him. Like, I just don't – I, I yeah. like them too, too, but I'm just not seeing it. No, yeah, it's definitely weird. Um, Yeah, no, I, I had um, I had Ty and – I had I did okay on this on this card. I, I had I only put two bets. I put the Aussie parlay, um, Ty Tuivasa versus Robert Whitaker and Robert Whitaker to win, and then I had um, Nathaniel Woods. So unfortunately, as we're going to get into it, Ty Tuivasa took an L, but this should not hurt his stock at all because this was a fucking absolute killer of a fight. This was an awesome fight. I think Jeff, this has to make you like Cyril Gone more, right? I, I mean, I guess, but I still fucking hate him because he now he's knocking out my favorite fighters. Fair, that's so, a good point. But <laughs> he did he did the exact opposite of what we were getting pissed about before. He fucking he bit down on the mouthpiece and he just fucking chucked some nuts. They were he was throwing these crazy, just terrible looking stomach and liver kicks that oh looked so bad. Um. He Ty did a fucking was that a rope a dope where he got hit in the in the dome or he got kicked in the head and then pretended to be out and then right when Cyril went mm-hmm. to go he just fucking went at him that was the old Greg Hardy move um that he did that was so sick I this was such an absolute banger fight I was freaking out when Ty Cyril said he was out um in the post fight interview that Ty put him out for a second so I was freaking out when that happened I thought the parlay was gonna cash but it was not to be. This was just an absolute amazing fight. I, I was so happy with this fight. Uh, Mikey, did you enjoy it? Mm-hmm. But uh, I know Jeff's not going to want to hear it, but the truth hurts. <laughs> Fucking, I'm pretty sure we're just seeing a second coming, Derek Lewis. I don't think that's like crazy to say at all. I mean, if he can't improve his striking or wrestling, it really, really showed bad in this fight. He can't do shit. Yeah, like, he had if he cardio, can't knock. Though. Yeah, he definitely is a good murder, but if he can't knock you out, like he is really yeah. out of options. Yeah. I mean, he kind of looked like, dude, right before he got knocked out, was it the third round? He kind of just started looking not only depleted, like health wise, but depleted, like mentally. Like, I don't even think he knew what to do or where to start. Yeah, especially like, like you said, his one thing is you're, he has to knock you out. And that just Cyril ate, Cyril ate some crazy shots, showed he had a pretty, pretty he has a very solid chin. That's got to be like, 
just devastating for a guy like Ty because you're kind of out of options at that. Um, Jeff, you're no, I hate to bring this up, but your part, your, your picks are just <laughs> have not been hitting. Yeah. 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 Man, you can tell, you can tell my fucking fandle that too. Dude, it's <laughs> fucking, it's getting bad. It's but what's I'm still riding the tide train, dude. I mean, he's shown fucking vast improvement over, over such short time already. Yeah. I mean, it, I think he only gets better from this fight. He's the only motherfucker to knock Cyril gone. Think about all the mother, all the people who fought Cyril gone so far. Only person to knock him. Yeah, I mean, I, I, you guys say he he can't do shit, but I mean, Cyril gone really. I, it took him three rounds to knock out Derek Lewis number two. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, when he no. wasn't acting like a bitch too, and actually throwing. I, so I mean, I think like this doesn't hurt ties. Um stock right now because it was a good I, it was a he, he showed a lot of heart a lot of good cardio um i i think he's gonna stay around where he was because honestly i think like he showed that he's a, he he's still i'm i, I like ty i'm i'm more I, i'm a i'm a fan of him still i'm still on the hype train uh, it's not that i dislike him i just think that's what we're gonna say yeah i don't think he's fair. ever gonna have what's cut to get over the home i that's think fair. aspinall obviously he's hurt but i think aspinall is far and beyond better yeah that's fair. And gets a lot less hype. Yeah. Well, that's going to do it for um, our review of the UFC fight night. Um, next up, we're going to be talking a little bit about my very exciting UFC 279 <laughs> preview. I know you guys oh, aren't looking Jesus. forward to it, but I'm fucking hyped for it. So we're going to take a little break and we'll be right back. All right. We're back. We're going to be doing a, just a quick review or sorry, preview of UFC 279, uh, Kamzat Chimaya versus Nathan Diaz. Um, this is going to be a very great card. I'm so excited for it. We're just going to be highlighting some fights to watch and fighters to watch. So let's get into it. Starting off, Chris Parnett versus Jake Collier. I'm so excited for this one. I, I, I think we all are huge fans of Chris Barnett. He's fucking huge, but he's so athletic for his size um he comes in at a plus 310 underdog against jay collier jay collier has been looking really sharp i'm just like really excited this is gonna be a really fun uh heavyweight fight jeff you a big fan of chris barnett oh yeah and i mean i'm kind of scared after that last loss uh, i mean he's i mean he's the ufc's for contenders and champions so and yeah he's neither of the two so I'm kind of scared for him, but he's the perfect fucking uh, pay-per-view opener, dude. Every fucking time he opens a pay-per-view, it's fucking perfect, dude. Yeah. He, he's a fucking 265-pound man that, in his, his words, throws kicks like he's 150 pounds. <laughs> I mean, what's not to love about that? And he fucking gives us a great dance before he fucking comes out. One of the yeah. best walkouts in the game. I can't wait for <laughs> to see another show by him. I can't wait either. Mikey, are you excited? Yeah, I, I like the old prototype Jake, too. You know, I do like Chris Barnett a lot, but I think it should make for a good fight. Let's yeah. not forget either that old Jake, uh, it wasn't 2016, granted, but he had a spinning back kick knockout before, too. So, I mean, it should be yeah. Yeah. something to watch. These Some big boys that can throw some crazy strikes. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, next fight we're going to highlight is Johnny Walker versus Ian Kut- Kutalaba. Um, Kutalaba fought not too long ago, right? I think so. Yeah, I'm pretty positive. He's pretty the positive. Hulk, right? 
I, oh yeah, I think so. I think you're right about that. The one they call the Hulk. Yeah, dude. Did you see that picture of Johnny Walker and Kamzat together? That was the fucking scariest picture I've ever seen. Where they're making that crazy face. It was nuts. But anyways, um, <clears throat> this is gonna be a really good fight. These guys are both just absolute killers. Um, Johnny Walker too. You're getting him at a pretty. You're getting him at plus one sixty. It might be worth sprinkling because he is six foot six and has an eighty-two inch reach. So um, compared to Kutalaba's only six one with a seventy-five inch reach, kind of nice to maybe throw some cash on that if they're going to be standing and trading. Um, Johnny has some has a, has a much higher reach advantage. So this is just going to be a crazy fight. I'm so excited for it. Are you excited for it, Jeff? Yeah, no fucking doubt. I mean, I think. Kutalava might just take control of him for a whole fucking fight, honestly. Just take him down and fucking control him, but he does have some pretty good knockouts under his belt and fucking Johnny Walker is the man to get fucking hysterically knocked out. <laughs> I've never seen someone have so fucking ridiculous knockouts in in someone's career. Whether it's the fucking four knock, getting knocked out four times in one fucking string of punches, or fucking turned into an inflatable tube man when fucking Jamal Hill hit his button. It, so, I mean, whether you're getting great strikes by him or he's fucking getting knocked out like a fucking, like a Rainbow Six fucking operator getting killed, it's going to be a show. Exactly. Mikey, you excited for the show? Yeah, I think we're going to see a pretty good form of both of them, too, because both of them have been getting worked of late. Like, they're both exciting, good fighters to watch, but they have not been doing great the past three, four years, either of them. So maybe we'll see, like, the desperate version of both of them just throwing bombs at each other and hoping for the best. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping for. It's going to be a good one. I'm excited. And then the next fight we want to highlight is Kevin Holland versus Daniel Rodriguez. Um, I'm a big fan of Kevin Holland. I think we all are. Um, I honestly don't know much about Daniel Rodriguez, but I, I, I love Kevin Holland here and, um, yeah, I'm a, I'm a really excited for this fight. Mikey, do you know more about Daniel Rodriguez? I'm trying to think. I, I remember his big ass tattoo in his chest. I can't really yeah. remember much about him though. Jeff. Yeah. Same for me right now. I'm... It's okay. We'll talk about Kevin Holland. I what know do you guys like? Just... What do you guys yeah, like about ahead. Kevin Holland? Jeff? Oh, fucking... What's not to like about Kevin Holland? Yeah, that's I mean, good... he's got fucking phenomenal grappling. He lo- he's a fucking... He kind of likes to stand it up, but he, it's his grappling that fucking is really where he's known for in yeah. his shit talk. I mean, whether it's talking to DC during a fight or talking to his fucking opponent opponent during the fight it's always fucking something with kevin holland yeah mikey yeah and i think everyone likes a comeback story and there i mean there was a point in time when this guy looked fucking unstoppable and he takes two unfortunate losses to brunson and vittori and he looks to be finding a stride again so yeah it's i i'm hoping for a good one i think it will be um the next fight is if there if you want an almost lock on this card i think tony ferguson to get knocked out unfortunately is a very solid bet because the leech is not a good opponent for tony 
I love Tony. I love El Kikui. I'm going to be putting money on his money line because I'm not, of course I am, but I'm also going to take him to get knocked out. One of those weird little uh, hedge bets, but I fucking love Tony. He, unfortunately, you're just seeing him age and, you know, he's super old. So it's just one of those things that he, he's not going to age well because he's taken a ton of damage in his career. And unfortunately, hopefully, hopefully he's able to stay alive against the leech. But I don't know who the fuck his manager was because that just that he's really in a tough spot. Um, Jeff, how are you feeling about El Kikui in this spot? Yeah, I'm kind of scared for him. I mean, I was kind of hyped up for him going when this got announced, but now it fucking got pushed pushed closer. He's coming off of that scary ass knockout. It he's going up in weight. It's kind of spelling fucking disaster for old El Kikui. Yeah, I'm, tough spot. I'm getting worried for the man. Me too. Li Jiang is no fucking joke, dude. He's I'm scared he's gonna put him to sleep. I'm I think Tony's chin might be broke. Yeah. Mikey. Yeah, I agree completely. And uh I don't like to see someone who is like a fan favorite like that go out like this, like kind of how we're seeing Derek Lewis fizzle out. I really don't like to watch it. So yeah. I might even just skip this <laughs> this whole performance. No. Speaking of which. Hey, speaking of which. My favorite fight of the night, Kamzat Chimaev versus Nate Diaz. I'm so excited for this fight. I know you guys are not. I'm excited. I'm definitely going to toss a buck on Nate Nate Diaz because, you know, it's Nate Diaz. If anyone's to pull out one of the craziest, this one, do you think this would be a crazier win than Leon over Kamaru if um, Nate somehow pulls this one out? Yeah. Yeah. I think so too. It's, it's going to be fucking nuts. Um, I'm a, I'm a, Kamzat fan, but um, you can't. I mean, Nate as a plus seven hundred. I think it's just I, I got to sprinkle a little cash on there just in case the just in case the just impossible happens. Um, I know you guys don't want to talk too much about this because you hate the fight, but Jeff, take it away. I mean, I hate the fight. I think it's going to be an absolute domination by Hamzat, but I mean as. As Nate Diaz said, if he wins, I won't be surprised. I'm not surprised, motherfucker. There you go. Dude, I won't be surprised if he fucking wins and pulls off the fucking impeccable. Because, I mean, this is the same guy that beat fucking McGregor when he was Mystic Mac. Yeah, but that was also like 85 years ago. I mean, was it really? It was pretty long ago. Especially in 2016 or 17. Especially yeah. in a, a fighter's a fighter like fighter years, those are that's a lot of time, and he's taken yeah. some pretty significant damage since then. But yeah, no, I agree. Like if I mean, he also almost fucking knocked out the champion of the division right now. Fair. So fair, dude. It's just gonna be it's gonna be exciting. Like if anyone can do it, um, like you said, you can't shouldn't be surprised. It's gonna be Nate Diaz. Um, Mikey, how you feel about this? Yeah, I think I have the same feelings as everyone else. I would love to see him somehow get the knockout, even just somehow get the win. Yeah, put the middle finger up. It'll be like the biggest fucking picture. It'll be all over t-shirts and yeah. posters and shit. If somehow he can pull it off and he fucking middle fingers him, and then maybe even middle fingers Dana after. Probably will. Probably will. I think he might middle give Dana the finger regardless of what happens. Unless I don't think Dana even shows up, dude. Actually, yeah, I, I don't shit think so fight. either. 
yeah it's i'm excited for it um but yeah thank I'm you guys excited for it but it's bullshit <laughs> hey man nate said he'd fight anybody this is anybody um already thank you all for listening we'll-